welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> As you know, this is the first official episode of Bending Sources Podcast. Um, as you all may know, I said in a couple previews that I will be talking about TV shows, uh, music, and movies as well. For most of the people that out there that know that that know me, that Martin is one of my favorite TV shows, so it was only right that I do the first episode of Benny Sources on Martin Season 1, Episode 5, Dead Men Don't Flush. As you all know, in the first season, if you've been watching Martin anyway for the first couple seasons, if you have been watching Martin the first couple seasons, if you've seen every episode, in other words, the first season, he typically started with him inside of the radio station of the WZUP, and he would get some background on certain things that happened in his life. It wouldn't be too much detail on the episode that was coming on. It would be just on general general information about what happened in his life or pertaining to the show. Now, in this particular episode, he opens up talking about Miss Trinidad, which we see from which we see him and her on the later episode. I think that episode was called uh, Blackboard Jungle Fever. Um, and on that episode, he does talk about the relationship between him and his teacher. Um, but in this beginning segment of the episode, he just briefly describes on how she taught him how to say his ABCs. But before we get into the show of this particular episode, I want to talk about the gear, the clothes that he was wearing. Um, on this episode, if I'm not mistaken, he's wearing a uh, green and black hoodie. Um and most people know that on this show, he was very um, particular in the clothes he wore. I read somewhere where he, he wanted people to know that he was representing black um, black businesses, supporting small black businesses back then. Because if you think about it back then, there wasn't really too many people supporting small black businesses. I mean, I think you had a very few anyway. I know Spike Lee was one of them that was supporting and trying to, you know, wear as um, much black business as possible. And the clothing line that he's wearing on this particular segment in the beginning of the show is um, African-American College Alliance, which is everybody know as the AACA clothing line. Um, that clothing line is very popular back then in a lot of black TV shows, I believe, Spike Lee had it on in the um, Do the Right Thing video, mainly all of his videos. And I know Martin sport quite a quite a bit of it throughout the series of the Martin. And I believe Will Smith had it on, um, even on um, Living uh, Living Single, what Queen Latifah was wearing quite a bit of it. You know, a lot of the small black businesses back then you know they were getting pretty much good good shine um i just wish today we do the same thing and support all black businesses or small businesses period just you know it was it was it was cool back then so on to the next part of the show so before we go on to the next part of the show at the end of the beginning of the uh introduction segment 
he tells his teacher that he loves her. Now, I know there's people out there that always had a crush on a teacher. Now, if you think about all the teachers you didn't have crushes on, just sit back and think. I'm going to give y'all a moment to think on that. But it's a lot of teachers out there that students really love and feel this connection with them like he did. You know, he felt like she was, you know, that she was with him and he belonged to her or she belonged to him in that kind of nature. But as you'll see, or as I talk about on another episode down the line, that, you know, she was the one that was coming on to him. Um, but we'll get into that later on that episode. <clears throat> um, let's go on to the next show, the next part of the segment. So we have the introduction of the, the Martin music. And I want to I wanna talk about this in particular because for anybody out there to remember, this his introduction and this first, I believe the, he uses this introduction for the first um, season one, season two of the show. And it was very colorful, very, very colorful, which is which is great because it shows a different side of how things were back then. You know, I believe and come to think about it, a lot of people, directors, um Producers used bright colors back then. I believe Spike Lee, on all of his covers and introduction movies, he used bright colors for his lettering and his and try to make it stand out to make it look very, very different. When you're looking at these type of things, like they say, bright colors bring more attention and it shows a, a different emphasis on the show. So that's very, very um, interesting. Um, also on the theme song, you know, you have the this same theme song was used for season one, two, and three, and season four and five were two different ones. Um, but I'll talk about that later on. And for to go back on on the when did the first the this season first came on, if I'm not mistaken, this particular episode um aired in 1990 uh when did this first episode first come on if i believe correctly it first came on september 24th 1992 and i if i'm if i remember correctly i believe martin was slotted on thursdays in 92 according to my sources it was on Thursdays, and it came on at uh, 8.30. Season one, I believe, season one and two was slotted at 8.30, and then season three and four was slotted at 8 on Fox. If y'all remember correctly, back then, you had, um, what did you have? You had Martin, you had Family Matters. Um, and live in color. Um, you had a whole bunch of shows back then that came on during that time, you know, and every it was almost like every day a, a show was coming on, kind of similar to like how it is now almost. Um, but to continue with the show, like I said, this show was aired in, um, it first came on September 24th, 1992. You know, as a, as a episode, as this show comes on, it always, you know, a, a lot of Martin episodes, it started off with with 
him with his apartment complex or what we thought was his apartment complex. For some reason, I guess they wanted us to show up, wanted us to see where he lived at um, or, you know, to give us kind of an inside look of what his building might look like or, you know, it was always weird when you watch this show because they would show a couple different apartment complexes and you don't know if it was his apartment complex or if you don't know if it was Gina's or, you know, Tommy or Cole or, you know. Um, but as the show goes on, it starts off with you have Martin trying to fix um, the toilet. Uh, <laughs> and one of the things as you 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 look, if you go, if you're watching, if you remember this episode vividly and you go back and watch, he starts off with him reading a book with a with a, a pipe wrench in his hand, which is freaking hilarious because he's trying, he got rubber gloves on and <laughs> those are fucking gloves that you do dishes with. You don't fucking wear no fucking rubber gloves when you're doing, um, <laughs> when, you, when you're trying to fix a toilet. So basically in the book is he's reading this how to fix a toilet. If you think out there, how many people out there have have read a book to try to fix a toilet? Now I know this is in ninety two, ninety three, maybe when it aired or whatever. But you don't read no, you didn't read no book to. Well, back then you might have. I, I, let me correct. Let me change that. You might have read a book back then to fix something. Nowadays we got YouTube. Go look at that video, show you, and then you try to do it yourself. Back then, you think about it, they had books to with pictures and, and words to try to fix something. And this video, and you and if you're looking at the, like me, when I watch shows, I look at the, the, the background of it. I look at what's going on in the background, the details, um, what's in the background, the pictures. I'm looking at all that stuff. So as the, the plumber walks in, in the restroom with Martin, you see, um, <laughs> you see, in on I guess in I guess on his his bathroom shelving, in the in the bathtub, he has a turtle, like a turtle and a rubber ducky type thing, and it's like, what the hell is Martin doing with that type of shit? Because he ain't and he ain't never had no kids, or so we thought anyway. But uh, the plumber walks in, and supposedly Martin has been trying to call him all day trying to figure out what the hell is going on but one of the things i want to point out is the plumber comes in with his fucking lunch already his lunch and his tool his, his tool bag <laughs> now i don't know how many um plumbers or people that have come to your house that that brings their lunch into the house that they're going to be working on all day now I don't know if they did that back then, but that shit is weird as hell. Now, you see, uh, you call an electrician to your house, and he breaking his his McDonald's and his his work tools inside your house. Some shit like that. You don't see nothing like that. Though, and the the trippy part is, <laughs> if you looking at this video, Martin has a goddamn vacuum cleaner in the fucking <laughs> in the damn bathroom, but he ain't got no carpet in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all watching it now i don't know if he's using it to suck the water out the toilet so y'all tell me well, what was he using the vacuum for you know me like like i said i look i look in a deep detail on on a lot of things i don't know why but i do 
But obviously, Martin has been having problems with his toilet for, I guess, a couple of days now that his, uh, I guess it's been, what, over three days and the plumber just now showed up. I don't know what's going on with the plumber, but supposedly this plumber is a, um, what did he tell him? He told him he had a, um, Martin asked him, what did he, Martin told him he had a, um, his toilet won't flush. And the plumber told him, well, first off, you don't have a float ball, and then you have a, a book in your toilet. Smart-ass plumber. Now, what would y'all do if a plumber comes to your house, and he's, he sees some shit in the toilet, and he's being a smart-ass like that? Do y'all send his ass away, or do y'all tell him, uh, send, I'm going to call your job, and I'm going to tell him to send me somebody else? Or do you say, hey, just I don't care what you do, just fix it? In this case, that's what Martin did. He told him, hey, just fix the shit. I don't care what you do, just fix it. So as Martin leaves the restroom, um, finished telling the plumber whatever he do, don't fix it. And as the plumber tells him, it might cost you. It might cost you a little. It might cost you a lot, but it will cost you. <laughs> uh, the next thing starts off with him and Cole. Now, one of the, the things that I, I, I really liked about Cole, and people might give him a lot of flack, he, he lived with his mama, and he wasn't afraid to admit it. He didn't give a fuck who knew. He stayed with moms. He did everything he can to have a house to himself when moms was around, when moms was gone. And typically, he wore the fuck out of some hats. <laughs> Truth be told. So um as I as you the episode continues, the next um scene you have um Cole with a big old, it looks like a freaking um like a like a, a big old milk carton, but it's a a Slurpee from Seven Eleven. Now for us, that's for everybody that's li- listening. Seven um, Eleven did disappear for a while. It was here in the nineties, but it disappeared for a while. But now they made a comeback. Um, but back then, them them Seven Eleven Slurpees, them them Slurpees was was the shit. Now the the messed up part is. Martin is going to leave Cole in charge. And if anybody out there knows that Cole is not responsible, <laughs> Cole is not a responsible person to be in charge of watching somebody's shit. He barely can watch himself. That's why he's still living with his mom. Um, <laughs> but Martin is leaving him in charge to make sure the plumber is getting the toilet fixed before Martin had to go to the game a Detroit Pistons game and um before he gets off. So which is funny because how tip how long does it tip, typically take a plumber to fix something? I mean depending on what the the problem is. Inside the house, uh it shouldn't take that long. Um maybe outside, yeah, but inside, nah. It really shouldn't take that long. So Cole is telling Martin that he needs him to well martin is telling cole i should say that he needs him to stay there but cole is like nah mom's is leaving i got a i got the house to myself i'm trying to you know i'm trying to have a, a cutie go over i'm trying to i'm trying to make something slide baby and you know cole if you if you watch this episode these seasons front to back back side to side whatever however cole is always trying to find a way to get to to be in the house alone like i said earlier um and 
Martin don't give a damn. He just want to make sure that his toilet is fixed. One of the things I did notice about looking back at this now, Martin trusted his friends a lot. If y'all think about it, they had, I don't know if they had keys to his house or whatever, but uh, Tommy and Cole was always in his house when he wasn't there. He would come home from work and he would be, they would be up in that mug waiting on him. <laughs> it's like, God damn. Now, anybody out there listening, would do y'all trust y'all friends enough to leave them keys to your house or your apartment and have them waiting on you in your house, eating up your food while you there, while you not there? Just think about that. They waiting on him to come back home while he's in the house. And yeah, for this example, this instance right here on this episode, Cole is there to just so the, the plumber can do what he got to do and get shit done because he's in charge. But it was plenty of other episodes where they waiting in his house when he come home from work. It's like, God damn, you know, where y'all get these keys from? Do y'all trust him like that? Um, let's go ahead and go to the next scene. So as Martin is leaving to go to work, um, the plumber, well, Cole sits down, of course, you know, they show uh, Cole sitting down. The plumber comes out <laughs> with a fucking sandwich in his hand, goes in the refrigerator and grabs a fucking beer. <laughs> now, who out there will, will put up with that shit? If you house-sitting for somebody while somebody work, and a plumber or whoever, whoever's working inside of the house comes in, grabs, and goes in the refrigerator and grabs a beer, come on, man. Come on, man. Ain't no way, man. And and the the cold thing is Cole left his ass because he had to pee from uh, drinking the the Slurpee, so he goes uh, across the hall. And I'm not gonna tell y'all who's across the hall, but if you you've seen the episodes, you know. But I will talk about that in another or later on or whenever another episode. Um, let's continue. So the plumber sits down on the on the couch with him, and they're watching TV or whatever. Cole gets up and goes to the restroom. He comes back. Um, they don't show him coming back, but the next scene they show Martin coming back inside from work or whatever. Cole sitting on the the couch in a panic and a, he's 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 fucked up. He's he's all kind of shit shit scared because um. The plumber hasn't done his job, basically. <laughs> um, Martin asked him, yo, the plumber finished the um finished my toilet yet? <laughs> Cole shouldn't shouldn't bricks at this time because he think that he killed him. <laughs> so Martin comes in and tell him that the you know the I think the the pistons and the clippers played. Um and this is during the time where I believe Isaiah Thomas was with the Pistons. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> uh, Martin tell him, yo, I'm going to kill him, man, if he ain't finished my toilet, this and that. They go on the rush. They do a scene. They do a cut scene where they go into the restroom and the the plumber is 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 laying uh, face down on the bathroom floor. And... <laughs> The the shit is so funny because if you're looking at Cole's face the whole time that this is going on, 
Cole is Cole is about to shit on himself because how scared he is. He don't know what the hell to do. He didn't know what to do, so he just left the man there. Obviously, like <laughs> the like shit. Ain't nobody gonna find the body. Ain't nobody gonna know what's happening. I don't know what the fuck to do. You know, he just he, he ain't thinking at all. So one of the things that Cole does say that, um, you know, they kind of dropped hints in every episode, or not hints. I don't want to say hints. Um, dropped gems in every episode. Um. Martin asked him, did you call the police? And Cole said, what you think? Uh, a dead white guy in a black man's apartment. I ain't going to jail. And during this time, you know, and to this day, too, you still have a lot of that going on, you know, which is sad to say. Um, we just, it's, it's just crazy that this has been going on for, shit, this was in 92. So, shit, damn, they're almost, woo, that's a long time, but. Um, as the scene continues, they begin to they begin to try to flip the flip old dude over, the plumber over, try to see what's going on, seeing if they can feel a heart rate, feel his a pulse, and they not getting shit. So before they begin to they begin to start flipping them over, um Cole is terrified to touch a dead man or somebody he do, somebody he thinks that's dead. <laughs> so they begin flipping them over, right? And if you seen this, if you seen, you seen the acting of this white guy on the floor turning and with them, it's freaking, it's freaking good work, dude. Like acting his ass off. He's just laying there while they tear off his shirt. <laughs> they tearing up his shirt. Martin grabs a, uh, I think he grabs a a, a plunger. And he grabs a uh like he like he doing a CPR on him. He, they check they do the plunger on his on his chest to see what happens, see if it's gonna help him jumpstart his heart and all this and that. And the dude is just laying there lifeless, like you know it's good acting, man. Then Martin insinuates he wants he wants Cole to do mouth to mouth. Now this is the part that was funny. Martin tells Cole, like, hey, this is your fault. You know, do mouth to mouth on them. Now, I want to know how many people out there, you know, you listening to this, will you give mouth to mouth to a, a dead worker in in your house? Or will you will you help a, a dead person out if you think he's dead in your house? Will you give him, <laughs> will you give him mouth to mouth? Will you do anything in your power to try to save that person if you think he's dead? So as he, as he, as he, as they roll him over, they got his shirt busted open. Martin, uh, Martin is laying down on the ground and he's leaning all his weight on Martin. And Martin begins to beat on the the, the plumber's chest, and the the shit is so funny because. <laughs> Martin begins to push on his chest and a piece of candy, licorice, comes up out the dude's mouth. <laughs> man, that fucked Cole up. Cole said, oh, man, I did it. I really did it. Mama gonna put the bell to me this time when she found out I did this one. <laughs> like I said earlier, Cole lived with his mama. He wasn't afraid that to let nobody know that he stayed with his mama. And he didn't care, but he was scared of his mama. 
Um, <laughs> as they go to the next scene, uh, I believe Tommy walks in. And I, I, I'm going to say this. Tommy was R.I.P. Tommy. Tommy was um, a, 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 a dresser, too. He dressed in a totally different fashion from what we were seeing back then. A lot of the older the older men were dressing like how Tommy dressed. A lot of the younger kids was dressing how Martin dressed or Cole dressed. The fashion back then and was was baggy, a lot of baggy clothes. And Cole Cole was doing a little bit of the the, the baggy clothes, the big hats, um, the the big sweaters, all that. While Martin kept it more more hip hopish with with his fashion and how he was wearing wearing his clothes supporting a lot of the um the like I said the uh dang what was the name of the freaking the AACA the um, American the African American College Alliance clothes you know I believe on a couple episodes he wore um a lot of the HBCU jerseys uh um HBCU sweaters uh sweatsuit and Tommy, like I said, Tommy wore more of the the suits, the 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 professional business attire. He was more of the 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 business casual type dresser. And if you go back and look at a lot of those episodes, Tommy always. I don't think we seen Tommy in jeans and not a lot of episodes. He was always wearing slacks, um, dress shoes, or in a in a button up, you know. Which was more of his style. That's why I said he was more of a, a the, the the man, the the older man type dressing. Um, and <clears throat> one of the things that I noticed looking back at this episode was that when Tommy walks in, <laughs> he he has a, a pink sweater on, and you know during this time a lot of men won weren't wearing pink this was in 92 93 and pink wasn't worn that much back then now if it was i don't know many men that were wearing pink back then um but he was wearing a pink sweater and it was he wasn't matching at all because i believe he had uh forest green on dark green and it might have been pink in the shirt that he had on but he wasn't matching at all um but anyways, Tommy goes comes in through the door. He goes straight to the restroom, and they try to figure out um, what the heck is going on. Trying to figure out what's taking them so long, or while why Martin and Martin been Martin been blowing up his phone because you know they're all going to the game. So Tommy comes in, goes to the bathroom, um, comes back out, and asks Martin, "Who's that dead?" dead fat white guy on the floor in there you know um he asked what happened martin tell him then a couple seconds later gina and pam are knocking at the door now men out there i want y'all to think if y'all if if your wife come home and you got a dead guy on the or a guy that you think is dead on the floor in in the house anywhere what are you going to do to prevent anybody that stays with you from seeing that? So don't forget, Gina and Pam came in. Martin grabs Gina and talks to her, pulls her to the side. 
trying to explain to her, you know, different scenarios or try to figure out a way to tell her. While he's talking to her, Cole just lets Pam walk by. <laughs> Don't give a fuck in the world. Cole is in shock. Cole lets Pam walk by, go straight to the goddamn restroom, and she walks in there and just screams it out loud. Oh, Gina. And she come out. They both come out running, scared as hell. And the, the funny thing is, is during this scene, you can, if you look at their face, you can tell that they were laughing. So as they're screaming, they run, like I said, they run up out of there and they sit down on the couch, the the big green leather couch at that. I know it was probably a whole bunch of y'all out there that had these type, that green leather or black leather type looking couch that Martin had in the show. You know, Gina says something to uh, Martin, but the only thing that is funny as hell is this part is Pam is still wanting to go to the dev game. Now, how many people y'all know or y'all been with that no matter what the hell is going on, it can be a bad situation, um, everything is going bad, and no matter how bad it's going and y'all on y'all way somewhere, and they still want to go. Don't give a fuck how bad it is. Goddamn house can burn down and they still want to go somewhere. That shit is hilarious to me that people are like that. Like me, if something's bad, if something bad just fucks up my whole night, like if I'm going somewhere, I don't even want to go no more. I'm sitting my eyes down. If the house burned down, I don't want to go nowhere. If I get a damn flat tire on the way somewhere, I don't want to go nowhere. I don't want to go no more. I'm taking my ass home. and pissed off fucked up my whole night. But it is people out there in this world that are like Pam that's going to want to still go, regardless regardless of the situation, they're going to want to go. And it's it's sad, but it's funny because they don't care about nothing but anything that pleases them. Now, we don't know. She could have been meeting somebody at the game. She could have had a a, a, a nice little man meeting her at the game or – Knowing Pam, she could have been going to the game to to try to score big, get a basketball player. We all know if you you know the series and you know her character, you know she was probably probably trying to get um, another Denzel. But we don't know what she was what she was worried about going to the game for. We just know that it's a dead person. We got a bad situation here. She don't give a damn. She's still trying to go to the game. She's trying to live her life. I ain't mad at you though, Pam. So in the next scene. Um, as you know, that they didn't, they don't make it to the game. Martin is listening to the game on, they're listening to the game on the radio, which back then was very, very popular. I don't even know if nowadays you could even listen to a basketball game or a football game on a AM, FM radio. I know, of, of course, we know we have the satellite radio, but I don't even know if we're capable of listening to a regular AM, FM game on the, on radio anymore. Um, I'm pretty sure you can, but here in San Antonio, I don't think too many people do it. Um, they're waiting around for the police or somebody to come. Um, they said they've been waiting around half an hour, which is, you know, a long time to be sitting around waiting. And to make matters worse, as as they continue to wait, they they have called plenty of other people. They've called the police station. They've called the fire department. They've called, you know, um, a lot of people, and they've been told to wait until someone comes. Now, 
this is in 92 and during this time I want to say I believe that you know there was a problem with the police taking a long time to get to scenes get to get to crimes certain crimes anyway depending on where you were at I should say you know they had a um a, a bad thing with trying to be trying to get there expeditiously trying to trying to make trying to make sure the things are 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 going accordingly you know um so during this part of the show they are showing that you know you aren't the only ones that are going through it the whole world know that it do take the police a long time to get to certain to certain scenes or crime scenes or for different situations it it takes them quite a bit you know depending on what the situation is i shouldn't say crime scene so as martin grabs the phone he calls 911 himself but not as himself if that makes sense he calls as a white man now for anybody out there that know back then the police will only respond to certain situations if you were a white person and he begins to say that his name is Thurston O'Reilly, Thurston O'Reilly the <laughs> third, and the they you know he's having a conversation with the police, and they ask him what is what is America's favorite pie, and for anybody out there that that know, you ask yourself what is America's favorite pie, but <clears throat> of course you know that this scene is so funny because they're all questioning. What is the what is America's favorite pie? I think Tommy says bean pie, Cole says sweet potato pie, <laughs> and then Gina finally says uh, apple pie. And when you think about it, that is the pie that mostly America people American people like. Um, I don't know why I don't like apple pie unless you give it to me with some um, some some uh, vanilla ice cream or something. Make sure you know. Um, vegan ice cream or something because I can't fuck with that regular milk. But anyways, you know, and the, another thing is is that the police are questioning, giving them a goddamn pop quiz to question them to see if they are all white, <laughs> which is hilarious. Like during this time, if 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 this was if this was the the norm for this time, this is hilarious. You have the police questioning you to see if you are a white person. Now, if they would have said sweet potato pie, do you think they the police would have hung up the phone on them? <laughs> well, I guess you could say we'll we'll figure out that answer and a couple more questions as they continue to go on. But it's just hilarious to me that you know this was this was this was a normal thing in some in certain places of the country back then. So the next question is, name two Barry Manilow songs. Anybody out there that know Barry Manilow, he's a a white guy, but I know a couple of his songs as well. You know, have to at the Copa, Copa Cabana. But Cole answers the, you know, the police asked him, asked Martin, and he's still talking as a white guy, and he they ask him, what is uh, name two Barry Manilow songs and uh, Cole answers right away. Copacabana and Mandy and Tommy, um, Pam and Gina look at him. They all looking at him like, how the hell do you know that? What the hell are you doing listening to that? So 
the exact face that they're making at Cole, like, what the hell are you doing listening to that? When I tell people some of the music I listen to, those this is the same face they make at me. Like, what the fuck you listening to that for? Like, why do you listen to that type of music? Which is hilarious because that stereotype is still around today. If you don't if you listen to something that that nobody in the world has heard or listened to, they're gonna look at you weird as fuck. Like, what the hell? Or something that you're that you they feel you shouldn't be familiar with, you're gonna get looked at weird as fuck. But I don't care. But it's just it's just weird that this was going on back then. So at this point, the 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 phone conversation with the police has turned into a phone full blown trivia game. Every time they answer the question right, Tommy, Pam, and Gina are clapping. They clapping to make sure that 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 to let them know that they happy. And it's 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 just a full blown trivia game now. But the next question that they ask Martin is, "What did you put on the sandwich?" and the Gina, uh, Pam, Tommy, and Martin are like befuddled. They don't know what the fuck to say. So Cole grabs the damn phone and says, "Hot sauce," and <laughs> and if you got some hot, some some sausage links, and they hang up the phone on them. <laughs> they hang up the phone on them, which is fucked up because it's like, damn, y'all answered all those questions right, and then all of a sudden. You got one question wrong. Like, goddamn, they don't get a try, a do over. They don't get a, a a makeup, a makeup question. But uh, it, it's just hilarious, man, that that they put this much thought into a script because they know what, or they they felt they knew what was going on around the world. And it was a little, of course, it was they were shooting a couple of shots here and there, um, you know, about what was going on. But that's what you do to let the world know that. Hey, I'm aware of what's going on. I know how y'all treating certain people out there. And I'm going to put this on display in front of the world to let people know that, hey, we we know we know what's going on um, as we continue on. So as the next scene begins, they are bringing him out the restroom and they have a they have him wrapped in a blanket. You have Tommy and Cole at the I guess the head part and you have Martin at the um, the foot part. And as they're carrying him, Pam says, watch his head. <laughs> and Marge says, for what? He's dead already. <laughs> so Cole is struggling. You you look at the t- you look at Cole's face from the time he come out the restroom. He is struggling. And he said, yo, I need a break. Let's take a break. And he just drops his ass, which is fucked up because that's his head. So, <laughs> But as they continue to go on, Martin says, um, so this is the plan. We're going to put him on the curb, pour scotch in his mouth, and tell him my dead Uncle Charlie (laughs) is drunk and he needs a ride home. (laughs) So it's it's messed up because it comes out later what's what's wrong with the man, which I'll I'll explain in more detail on exactly what that disease is and how how it cut, where it comes from, and all of that. But I, I I bring it up because, you know, if this situation really happened in in certain in, to somebody anybody, I want you to sit and think: What would you do if, if a dead man was in your house for real, and you had nothing to do with him? He just died of natural causes. He he died of a heart attack, or he had a stroke in your house, or you know, 
what would you do? Would you would you would you call nine one one? Would you call this look through his wallet? Or you um, see if he have any kind of cards in there, any personal emergency contacts? You know, you don't know this man. You're he's doing something. He's fixing something for you, and he dies. So you know, it's it's just, it's weird because you don't think about stuff like that, but. They put this in this episode for a reason because it was like, hey, what would you do? You know, ask yourself that. Somebody comes over to your house and and dies. <laughs> or you think he's dead anyway. Um, as the episode goes on, though, they, um, they, they're trying to figure out now. They're at the stage where they're trying to figure out what to do with them, how to get rid of them. Um, I believe they say, let's throw them down the chute. Uh, let's, uh, let's throw him, let's, uh, put him outside on the curb. You know, they coming up with all, all kind of great ideas to try to, uh, figure out what to, what to do with him. So as they're trying to get him on the couch, they, he's too big. And mind you, this is a plumber. And, and that's another thing I want y'all to talk about, to look, think about, you know, how many plumbers are really like two, 200, 300 pounds, you know, kind of big. And do do and do plumbers always show their butt crack? You know they used to say you got the uh, the plumbers crack, or uh, you know this and that that plumbers butt. But um, to get him on the couch, <clears throat> well before that, Gina says let's treat him like a human being. Let's let's have some let's let's do something for his remembrance. So they to get him on the couch, they turn they flip the couch over and roll him on the couch and. Turn the couch back over. So, at this point, they have him sitting up, sitting upright on the couch with his arms, <laughs> with his arms crossed, shirt wide open, and they have the plunger in his hand. <laughs> so, they getting ready to to do a a, a eulogy for for a, a plumber that's dead in the, in in their house, and they're trying to think of names now. Of what to what to call him. So uh Cole calls him um Michael. Uh Tommy said uh Jimmy and then out of fucking nowhere, I don't know how the fuck they came up with this, but Martin says D P and Gina gets, Oh baby, where you get that from? Dead plumber, baby. <laughs> Dead plumber. <laughs> <laughs> so if 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 you out there, this is a brilliant brilliant writing. Like it's simple, but it's it's, it's brilliant, and it's it's knee slappers. It's like, come on, man. You know they say knee slapper comedy. So he comes up with DP. They call him Dead Plumber. So as Martin attempts to give the eulogy first, <laughs> he says he was a a, a good man. He laid pipe and he died. <laughs> so people out there that know what a plumber do, a plumber lays pipe. Um, but of course, uh, they go to Tommy and Tommy gives the real eulogy. And Tommy's been through this series. Tommy's been a, a preacher on a couple of episodes where where he just goes off, huh? I say what? Uh, yeah, like I said, he goes off. But it's 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 hilarious to see him go off because when he gets into his bag of preaching, of giving his eulogy, you see them around. You see, um, 
you see Martin smiling and you see Cole smiling and you know they're smiling because they, they're covering their mouth. And, but the scene is too good to cut it. As an actor, you improv and you can tell they were improv a little bit, but the scene is too fucking good to cut it. You got to let that shit go, bro. You have to let it go because if you cut it, you're going to ruin the moment. And it's good content. It's, 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 you can look at it and tell that the the director did not want to cut at all because Cole, I mean, Tommy was in his bag. So as Tommy begins to preach, he says, um, of course, we know he got the the, the famous uh, ham sandwich eating man, uh, a low, uh, no appointment keeping man, um, the low pants riding, creep, 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 creep. You know, he got they you know, like I said, Tommy was in his bag in this in this in this part. And the 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 funny the funny part is is they start crying, bro. Um Martin and <laughs> Martin and Cole start weeping like like they hurt. <laughs> and the shit is hilarious because they got their head down and Gina and Pam is trying so hard not to look at them. You can tell they trying so hard not to look at them on this on this part. I don't believe nobody really made eye contact during this part. I believe Tommy and Gina did, but none of the other ones made eye contact during this part because it would have just, it would have just, they would have just started laughing at each other. So anyways, as Tommy is, is making his, his preaching, his, um, his preaching part, all of a sudden the dude out of nowhere, begins to wake up and he wakes up coughing he wakes up and they when he once he wakes up they begin swinging like what the hell is going on we thought you was dead so this is one for the educator a couple people out there um when he wakes up it, he he did say that he had a um he had a sleep disorder called and he was a narco narcoleptic and for the people out there that don't know what that is it's a chronic sleep sleep disorder that causes overwhelming daytime drowsiness and the cause of this isn't like understood or many people don't know why but it's a rare condition and all it is is just it just causes sudden sleep attacks when when they're asleep, you can't find the pulse anywhere because of a um, something called a stupor. What they call a stupor, like it's it's just no way to to figure out if they're dead or alive. Um, but that's just a little educational part on this uh, episode. I'm gonna try to give y'all something like that every episode. Um, just a reminder: this is the first episode, and I forgot to mention that after Tommy gave his speech um martin begins to sing and which is hilarious because they're all just you know singing along with him um but anyways like i said once the man once the plumber wakes up cole's like yeah yeah it's a miracle (laughs) he happy as hell um the plumber did end up fixing the toilet but he fell asleep after or whatever and as he gets up and leave, he tells you, I'm going to I'm going to bill you. See, this is the part that 
that was that was crazy back then. A lot of these plumbers and electricians, they did work back then, and they would send you the bill in the mail, like I'll like bill me later type thing. Like um, we'll send the bill in the mail. We'll do our work, and then we're gonna bill you later, which is weird because nowadays it's no way in hell you're getting that off nowadays. You paying the money straight up front right then and there. I don't know, you know, what changed the the business of change, maybe because a lot of people weren't paying like they were supposed to, but this was weird back then. A lot of businesses would do the I'll bill you or I'll send you the bill later type thing in the mail or, you know, it was just weird. But anyways, I don't want to get much into detail on that. But as the plumber walks out the door, they probably have been holding the restroom, nervousness and shit like this going on. They probably had to pee or whatever for the longest. And Gina gets up and say, you know, it's it's so hard, this and that. But when you got to go to the bathroom and if you know, you know, all of them, it goes off with all of them rushing to the restroom. And I can imagine how long they have been holding it, because like I say, when you nervous or when you something bad is happening and your 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 everything ain't going right, you gotta use the restroom. It don't matter what, you're gonna have to use the restroom. That will conclude this episode of Benny Sources, episode one. This I talked about Martin season one, episode five, um, Dead Man Don't Flush. Um, I want to thank y'all for listening. Um, I will be doing YouTube later, but I want to get a feel for it first to see how it goes. This is episode one. I want to thank y'all. Make sure y'all subscribe. Episodes will be dropping every Monday. Um, Like I mentioned on the Extraordinary Gentleman uh, podcast this past episode, um, I have quite a bit episodes done already and this is a new one that i'm decided to do um i know in february for black history month i'm going to do some great episodes i know i'm going to do a couple of different world episodes a family matters episode and living color i'm also going to talk about a couple um, black history month albums music that came out movies as well and i think that month i'm going to drop quite a bit that that whole month just because it's black history month um i appreciate everybody for listening thank you very very much and i'm out